Well, this is going to be interesting because I didn't taste mine. I don't have my measuring cup. I used, I used to have like a double shot glass with measuring marks. So uh, this is all eyeballed. I have no idea what I did. Well, I did two, two full shots of the, of the uh, brandy. I know okay. that, but I don't know how much like, cause my shot glass is like a mixing shot glass. So it has a hat, like a shot glass that shot size glass is one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, so I think I put in just under one. Oh, so I might have put in three ounces of brandy, just under an ounce of my triple sec or my my uh, citrus mix, and then like What's your mix. Well, because my lime. First of all, welcome to the illustrious gentlemen. Go to tigshow.com for all your tig show needs. Uh, we're talking about making sidecars. Uh, so my lime or my lemon. I didn't think gave me enough juice. So then I put a little bit of lime in there. And then I'm like, well, it's supposed to have an orange liqueur. So let me smash this like halo, like cutie up in there. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a mix of orange, lime and lemon juice. Uh -huh. And then my homemade simple syrup with pure cane sugar. Simple syrup is great. Fancy pants. Yeah, I am a hipster. I'm drinking out of a tap and bottle Tucson, Arizona glass sweating my balls off inside ironically enough tonight inside well yeah i there i i there's too many trains and too many uh ac units on the outside and too many planes how was the audio bitch it, last week? it was just going to be too much i don't know i don't listen to the podcast anymore but i i could tell it was going to be too much all right let me pull up my notes here but like i said everyone can go to tickshow.com for all your TIG show needs, which are plenty. I assume people have plenty of TIG show needs. Uh, that's all the needs. Yeah, that's Scott. We we'll, meet him. Yeah, we meet him. Sometimes it's seed him. Uh, Scott's currently drawing Superman at DC Comics. Go pick those up. Or better yet, you could pick up some Copperhead trades from Image Comics at your local comic shop. Don't give that uh, that Bezos guy any more money. Give, your, give money to your <laughs> local comic shop. Um, right. And then I'm currently posting new pages of my new comic to Patreon once a week. It's a road trip sci-fi crime noir, which basically means it's in black and white and has a lot of violence. Uh, go to patreon.com slash super75, patreon.com slash super75 to check that out. And as a bonus, all patrons get this podcast up to five days early before the what? rest of you. Sometimes it's one That's day amazing. early. That's amazing. What sometimes, a value. Sometimes it's one day early. Sometimes it's five days early. One to five days. Yes. I mean, it's either way, it's early. So it's early. Yeah. For a dollar a month. So basically a quarter an episode. You want to know what all the cool kids are talking about around the water cooler? Yeah. Don't be like one of those dorks who have to wait till Monday. You want to talk about it on That's Friday. Right. Yeah. Be uh, hip to the show, yo. All right. So our cocktails, our cocktails tonight are sidecars uh why don't you uh walk us through it scott uh well yeah you mentioned triple sec earlier in the day i think that is a thing rather than the simple syrup i think it's triple sec lemon juice and uh, uh brandy i and i think traditionally i think it's three fourths an ounce of lemon juice and triple sec and then uh, two ounces of brandy is what I usually do when I make one. 
this one is um, one and a half ounces of lemon juice, one and a half of simple syrup. There's an ounce of triple sec, and I use the 99 oranges, which is 99 proof orange liqueur and four ounces of brandy. Someone's going to get crunk. Someone's halfway through. So, so I, good. so I, I never, ha I don't have a stocked bar and I refuse to buy bar ingredients for the one time a year I drink cocktails. So that's why I made mine uh, uh, home style. I guess you'd call it. I, I squeezed my own juices and I made my own sugar because I'm sweet. From locally sourced things. Right. Uh, yeah, I had some uh, sugar cane flown in from uh, Waikiki right. earlier that, today. The citrus, I mean. Florida's best. Citrus, cattle, copper, climate, and cotton, right? The five C's. The five C's of Arizona, yeah. Right, yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, mine, do mine doesn't, mine is just uh, uh, citrus juice, sugar, uh, sugar syrup, and uh, brandy. It's not bad. And I also, I saw in the photo that you sent a week ago or so when you were like, I'm making sidecars. I saw that brand of brandy at the grocery store, but the, the old E&J was half the price. So I went with the budget E&J brandy. Uh, you all have to let me know how it is. I've never had E&J. I don't, I don't know what it means. I think the Paul Mason's pretty, pretty yummy for the price. So that's what I usually go with. Yeah. Though I, I, I would be... I would be willing to explore more brandies. There's one at Fry's that I keep eyeballing every time I walk by. It's called State Nable. It's like a $25 bottle, but it's um, it's a brandy out of Kentucky that they age in used bourbon barrels. I don't know if I want to mix those two uh, those two things. You know. I I, I, I like them separately. I don't know what I'll feel about them combined. It's like uh, it's like that slutty R2-D2 dress. It's like, I don't know that I want to combine those things. It's confusing. Yeah, especially when you wear it. Uh, yeah, so on first pull here, I think I told you in a text earlier today, the last time I had any kind of brandy, I think I was doing shots with my Meemaw at my dad's graduation. So that would have been like, or my graduation, my dad's retirement. That would have been like 98 or something like Bitch, that. So I was up at your place in March 19 and we made sidecars. Okay. I don't have any memory of that. Was that before we got crunk at the Conor McGregor Habib fight or after? Because if it was after, I literally don't remember anything except walking home with you in the rain. It was very romantic. I, I don't know. That might've been the, the previous time I was up. Mm. Was that October? Uh, maybe I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Um, no, that is, so it was the other time. Oh, uh, well, uh, I don't, re don't remember. I don't remember. And Ryan, you ignorant slut. And on, on full, on first, uh, taste, this just kind of tastes like a whiskey sour. I have, I have a very strong bourbon taste for my E and J brandy. It's good though. Don't get it's. You know why I like it? Because it's good for like, I couldn't drink a bunch of these in one setting. It's good for a cocktail. Oh, I had four of these the other night. <laughs> yeah, and a triple tonight. All right. 
So while, while Scott's getting in a good mood in his, on his four ounces of brandy and how many ounces of your 99 proof triple uh, sec? One, so five ounces. Of five water. ounces of hard, hard alcohol. Because I was shot. I always thought brandy was kind of like, a, almost like a cognac, like a like a thirty percent alcohol. But it's a it's a strong eighty proof. It's a solid eighty. Proof. Oh yeah, yeah. It hangs. Yeah, it does. Uh, so tonight, since Scott's getting in such a good mood, uh, tonight's gonna be a posse show for as much as we can make it a posse show, and. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to talk about some of the creators and friends who have helped us in our comics career. I don't know if helped us is the correct term, maybe uh, meant something to us or uh, been a mentor or uh, sure. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like, like uh, uh, yeah, like they have the biggest impact Yeah, on, on your right professional career. Yeah, and by no means is my list a complete list because I'm sure I'm forgetting people. But there's four or five people I think about when I think about. Like, oh yeah, thankfully I don't know that many people, so mine's right. manageable. Sure, uh, but yeah. So uh, my little notes here: everybody needs some help. Everybody needs some help most of the time. I was sober when I is wrote that it. a note you wrote down? Yes, and I, I was sober. I wrote it at work. Uh, everyone needs some help some of the time, whether it's positive reinforcement, a supportive <laughs> editor, a friend, or a colleague. There are people throughout a career who can make a difference in either how you work in comics or how you feel about being in comics, etc. On a very special episode of Tig Show. That's right. And right before we get from the jump, uh, I do remember you at one point had told me you never had a portfolio review. This is correct. Okay. So I just want to throw out two honorable mentions. The best portfolio reviews I ever got, uh, Jim Lee and Greg Capullo. I've talked about them Whoa. in the past on this show, but uh, Jim Lee actually flipped my page over and showed me how to draw what I was trying to draw. And he just had a Sharpie. And then he asked permission first. You know, I, I was willing to let my original go to get it. Like, no. Yeah. Uh, sorry, James, but uh, another time. <laughs> uh, and then Greg Capullo was just uh, having a smoke outside of a con and I was dejected. And he saw me holding my leave behind, you know, your stapled photocopies of uh -huh. leave. And he's like, hey, man, can I take a look at those? And he flipped through it and he was complimentary about a Exo Manowar drawing. And very nice, because prior to that, I won't name names, but that's the same show that an, uh, an artist, uh, a writer and publisher took, took my leave behind, handed it to his artist, and his artist looked at it and threw it right in the garbage. And I was still standing at their table. Oh, what a cunt. Yeah, so... Uh, I just want to give a shout out because I'm sure, uh, you know, Jim Lee and Greg Capullo, they need the TIG show bump. So I'm going to give them a little, you know, I'm going to pay it forward by, by sure. giving them shout outs on the yeah. show. Hang in there, guys. Yeah. One of these days you'll make it. Uh, all right. Uh, I, like I said, I have four or five. If you only have a couple, maybe I should go first and then we'll interest. Yeah, you go ahead. You. Yeah, right. we ping pong. I'm interesting if I'm interested if we're gonna have ping any balls back and forth. I'm wondering if we're gonna have any duplicates. I think there might be one duplicate, but oh, you think I'm, so? I'm gonna start out with a uh, former retailer, current uh, alcohol supplier, and that's Mike Malvey. Uh -huh. uh, I talked about him on last week's show when he when he uh, supplied me with some whiskey. But uh, Mike loves comics. He loves comic creators. He loves talking shop. Uh, if anyone, if this is your first episode, you don't know who I'm talking about. Malvi at one point uh, owned Atomic Comics, which I think was the biggest retailer chain in the West. He had four or five stores at its height. 
the most local creators I know, I originally met through doing free comic book day events at Atomic Comics. Um, so, you know, like Ben Glendening, uh, you know, but, uh, all, all those old school dudes, Jim Hanna, I met through Atomic. Um, when Ryan Leibovitz at Golden Apple Comics was gonna start publishing comics, he needed an artist. He was talking to Mike Malvey and Mike Malvey recommended me and that ended up being uh, five issues worth of work introduced me to an editor I, I recently worked with, uh, introduced me to Michael McMillan, who's, you know, my actor friend, humble brag. Uh, like I said, Will Dennis, my editor, who's my editor on Family Tree. Uh, Will's the first editor who ever went out of his way to like, uh, he got me a raise. He found out what my page rate was. And he's like, well, that's disgusting. So he got me a raise. Um, and all that, you know, all that stemmed from Malvi just saying like, oh, here's a guy, he's reliable, he's cool. You know, because he, he could have recommended, maybe he did recommend 10 other dudes and they all said no by the time it got down to me. But as far as I know, Malvi recommended me. Uh, Leibovitz hired me. Uh, and also the coolest thing ever in comics is thanks to Malvi, I got to hang out with seven image founders, if even for just a couple of minutes and have dinner with them. So that's something I'll never forget. Uh, got to hang out poolside with Scotty Young and drink and shoot the shit because of one of those free comic day things. Almost got to have a keg, share a keg with Steve Dillon, you know, like rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. That close. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Shout out to Malvi, who's oh, still Steve to this Dillon. to 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 this day uh, widely loved in the Arizona comic scene, and not just Arizona, but you know, all around uh, comics. Everyone loves Malvi. He's still there. He still reads comics. Still showing up. Still supporting the cause. Yeah, still represents. That's right. That's a good one. Mike. Cheers, buddy. All right. Who's first on your list? Oh, wait, first uh, first, let's do this. What what is uh how did you meet Mike? Was it just through free comic book day or do you even remember? Um because we did, uh, was it Code Breakers that we had a party for you and there's a cake? The Glenn Dennings made you a cake? Yes. There's a that, that was. There's like a backdrop to take photos with and shit. Yeah, that was 10. Uh, and I don't know if I had done something with Mike before then. Um, and he wasn't even there. So, yeah, it's just a store. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know what my first one was. I don't know. I did that Wolverine 100 yeah. thing. We all uh, signed. Yeah, we all did the signing there. Yeah. So I don't know. It was probably a free comic book invite, though, at some point. Yeah. All right. I don't know. It was so long ago. Yeah. It's you know. Years. Years and years. I don't right. remember so good. <laughs> You're going to run out there. I hope you got something else lined up. Uh, all right. Who's first on your appreciation list? Uh, this may be cheap. I don't care. It's my brother from another mother. Mr. Supergirl himself, Jay Ferber. Um, yeah, he was like the, the first industry dude that really never gave me the time of day 
um, well, I guess, well, we met after Boom, so I guess I'm not counting them. Um, let, me scratch, <laughs> let, me, let me scratch Boom off my list. Uh, yeah, uh, super cool dude. I love the man. Um, yeah, uh, I, I would still be making copies from somewhere if it weren't for the intervention of one Jay Ferber. Yeah, isn't it so, the... Salut. Uh, again, just to rehash some stuff we've talked about in previous episodes, but it's been a while. Wasn't it the, uh, wasn't it the, <laughs> the flawed pre-order numbers for Copperhead number one that, uh, that made yeah, you like that? That's <laughs> why I have a comic book career because of a clerical error. Well, because a clerical error and a quote from Brian K. Vaughn, I think those two combined made you walk yeah. in, you walked into your boss's office and said, Hey man, I'm a comic book artist now. Took a shit right on his desk. Yeah. Left him an upper decker. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jay. Yeah, Jay currently is uh, writing on the Supergirl TV show. Yeah, the final Which, season of Supergirl. Yeah, final season. I'm sure he has much more in the works. Good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Almost came out to Acme one year. I think uh, something happened and he couldn't make it uh, the day before or something like that. But he was yeah. very sorry. I'll never forget that he was very oh. sorry. He, he's not above big timing. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever met Jay because he didn't come out to that show. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've known him for eight years now and we've only ever seen each other once. So, but I, I know if I'm ever in Burbank, I, I know I have a couch to crass on for us. Crass on, to or crass, crass on, or for crass as on. long as I want. Right. Yeah. And uh, and isn't I'm gonna since you're not gonna extrapolate, I'll keep telling stories. Isn't he also the reason you got your first uh, like free plane ticket? Didn't you Didn't you go to Baltimore for free to sign? Yeah, that's 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 the the furthest east I've been. If you can go much further east than like Maine or something, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shop in Baltimore had us out it was super cool it was uh it is it was one of those moments like besides buying something you would not have normally been able to purchase like without comic book that was the first time i'd ever gone somewhere because of comic books and that yeah was a, a super cool moment still yeah. one of the only times i've gone anywhere because of comic books yeah it's always other than the epic 2018 heroes con yeah oh speaking of that oh, oh okay so yeah it's always cool when when cons or stores or somebody pays you money to come visit them it's always super fucking cool or pays for your trip which is right. literally is money uh but yeah we were just uh, uh earlier tonight my wife my wife's watching a show and it's called like homicide city charlotte and they talk about murders that were solved in charlotte sure and i think i said I hope nothing comes up from the summer of 2018. And then she just looked at oh, me. And then oh. I think, and then I think she said, I don't think it would be you that I don't think it would be you that'd be the one that I have to worry. And I said, I know, I'm just worried about my buddy. <laughs> I was murdered. 
All right. Um, my but next. Uh, <laughs> the last few years have been a, a Bruce Willis Sixth Sense thing. Yeah. I'm talking to my, yeah, I'm going to oh watch. Oh my God. I'm going to watch these again when I'm like 50 and find You're out. You're just talking to yourself. I'm talking to myself. I never uploaded them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, next on my list is another uh, retailer and that's uh, Mike Banks at Acme. When, uh, uh, when Mike, when Mike the first from Atomic, uh, when Atomic closed down, I was such a huge fan of all their free comic book day events. It was a great way to get all the local guys together once a year to hang out. Um, you know, Mike Banks at Samurai Comics stepped up and he's like, okay, let's do it and let's do it, you know, bigger and better. And so uh, because of him and because he's such a huge supporter of local comics and local creators, we've been able to do nine, nine years of Acme um, before the shutdown. Oh, wait, maybe just eight. Nine was canceled. So eight years of Acme. Um, but yeah, he always is looking for things to do. Like, let's, let's have fun with fans. Let's have fun with creators. Let's have fun with customers. Um, so Mike's always reaching out, trying to do shit. Um, Acme, I've said before, Acme is like uh, one of the things I'm most proud of in my comics career. And it wouldn't have happened without Mike Banks. So I can't, uh, I can't leave him off the list. He's one Work. of the best. So yeah. Uh, all right. Who's next? Um, and I should say everyone should go to samuraicomics.com. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totes. Yeah. yeah. Get comics from there. Do it right now. Mm -hmm. Turn this off. Um, the, uh, uh, I guess I'm sort of going in order. I, no, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say I'm going in order of like importance, but it's not like that. <laughs> so, uh, so next I would like to thank my boy, Jamie Rich for, uh, believing in me. And giving a kid from Phoenix a shot. Uh, explain to the listener who Jamie Rich is. And what Jamie Rich, uh, at the time when I became acquainted with this angel, was the new group editor at Vertigo. Um, and uh, the, the first, the first Vertigo book he got to green light on his own was Dark and Bloody uh with sean aldridge and he took a chance on a, a a scrappy young comic booker and uh i don't know was he right did you ever, did you ever ask him was i like it? to i i like to pretend i like to pretend he thinks he was now, was it, did you ever ask him, was it, was it your Boom Studios work or was it Copperhead that let him give a young kid a shot at the big leagues? No, he saw our comic improv blog spot page. And he's like, that guy draws one hell of a butterfly lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, I also just uh, implied that uh, having a successful creator-owned comic at Image is not the big leagues. That's not what I meant when I said that. <laughs> I just meant, uh, yeah, yeah, I went by, by the uh, general definition of people call comics the big leagues. You're talking sure. about Marvel DC. Yeah. So he gave you a shot at Dark and Bloody. Uh, right, you, and, yeah. you and Sean a shot colored yeah. by the wonderful Tris Mohohillville. <laughs> yep. Right? There's like an yep. HI. There's like an HI in the middle of it. Yes. Yeah. Trish is great though. Um, 
yeah cool i like that book we just talked about it a couple of weeks ago yeah um, yeah and he's uh since then he he's one of the reasons you or maybe the reason you right. been he's, on he's every over, other he batman moved over to dc proper and took over uh the batman universe uh yeah and uh, he didn't forget me i i like I like to imagine that uh, he takes a little bit of pride in uh, me being able to continue my career. Yeah, you're like his protege. I, he discovered me. Yes, even though we already decided, we already said Jay discovered you. Right. After someone at boot after ian brill discovered you right jamie's my christopher columbus right the one that's going in the books the one that everyone's heard about right right ian brill's like your viking invasion up right. north somewhere yeah. right I yeah gotcha. yeah i got gotcha. you uh okay uh i'm gonna throw two back to back here real quick because they're both uh they both mean a lot to me personally for various reasons one is uh fabian ron jr was the writer and creator of Doc Unknown. Um, so let's say four or five years after my first book came out, I was still kind of on the fringes of comics, just putzing around. Uh, no one really followed me or knew me or anything like that. And then I met Fabian at a, a Emerald City convention and uh, he got a commission from me and then he hired me to do Doc Unknown. And even though that book was like a super indie book, uh, Fabian's networking and his outreach and his enthusiasm got me personally so many new fans it's like it's like insane especially in texas uh so a lot of people know me now because of doc unknown everything's um, bigger in texas yeah i mean i went to a texas show i mean the first show i ever did was in 2005 in texas but i went back to texas in like 2015 2016 and just did gangbuster uh made great money all that stuff because of Fabian I went to Heroes for the first time because of Fabian and like I said there's there's people who constantly like get commissions from me support my work uh support me financially who found me through Doc Unknown which is through Fabian um so just shout out to that dude uh and then uh, I'll, I'll piggyback that back with that first show I did in Texas in 2005 a guy named Greg Thompson who not a lot of people are going to know that name but he made he wrote a book for uh, Image called Hero Camp. And uh, the artist on that was Robbie Rodriguez. The colorist on that was Russ Lowry. So uh, back in 2005, this guy, Greg, let us let me, me and the writer of a book that we were pitching, this guy, Grant, he let us stay at his house because we were at this con and he bought a, he bought a, got a, a bunch of tables at a wizard world, whether they comped them or he bought, I don't know how it worked out. But that's how I ended up tabling with like Mike Norton, B. Clay Moore, Tony Moore, uh, maybe Tony wasn't at our table because Walking Dead was already hit by then. But uh, like I said, Robbie Rodriguez. Uh, so I was able to kind of like meet a lot of the, that generation of image creators and kind of email them. And then when I finally got villains greenlit, a lot of these guys did pinups for that, like Robbie Rodriguez, Dan Panosian, Andy McDonald, Eric Kennedy, you know, uh, Ed Tatum, who's a great artist. Uh, all these guys did pinups for my book. Uh, the colorist for Hero Camp Russ, Colored Villains. So just like that gave me the first sense of like a fraternity, like a group, even though I wasn't anybody, you know, I was still like fucking around and drinking with like, like I said, like Jason Latour, Mike Norton, Clay Moore, Tony Moore, uh, Tony's wife, Kara, like 
I was a vegetarian at the time. She made me a, and this was during Thanksgiving. I left my family Thanksgiving weekend to go to Wizard World Dallas. Uh, she made me, she made me my own tofurkey. I was the only vegetarian there. She had never met me. She made me a tofurkey. And I think if I'm, I could be misremembering, but I think maybe she messed up one. So she made a second one so that I could eat. And so we could all eat together. Uh, Amazing. So yeah, just like, uh, that was my first taste of what I love about comics. And that's the camaraderie, the, Indeed. the social aspect, the, uh, it's great. It's, it's a weekend I'll never forget. So uh, I wanted to give those two dudes shout outs. All right. You're up, you're up, buddy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, those are all good calls. I guess I was thinking I wasn't. Yeah. You were thinking more like editors, publishers. Yeah. I wasn't thinking like periphery sort of, uh, you know, the, the groundskeepers and the the equipment guys. Well, now whoever, you, if you say whoever you're going to say next, now you make it sound like they're a janitor in um, your mind. Yeah, okay. So the, the first, I, I put down on the list, uh, I won Mr. Pete Woods because he was a guy that early on in my, my social media ing he was one of the first guys that gave me the time of day and would uh just be really cool and supportive and send me a dm every once in a while and say i really like this or that or he was the first guy to tell me that he was gonna actively like sort of um what's the word i'm looking for like push uh, you Try to put you over in wrestling terms. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking more like um, uh, proselytize. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think he was doing Superman or some Superman family stuff at the time. Uh, so I always remembered that. So thanks, Pete, for keeping my, my spirits up. Yeah, Pete's one of those dudes, along with the aforementioned uh, Dan Panosian, who... Uh... Well, Dan really kind of came out of nowhere. Like uh, I, I remember Dan from his early '90s stuff, right. and then I was blown away by how good of an artist he was. And I have Robin issues that Pete drew in the '90s, and then to see what he does now is an overnight 25-year success. Mind-blowing. And and uh, my Pete story is that uh, I was uh, attached with a writer. Shit, what's his name? Hang on. I just saw a video of him on Twitter. He dunked because it was his 39th birthday. Van Jensen. Oh. That's a name, right? That's his yeah. name. Okay, so Van, years ago, Van was pitching something to Dark Horse. And I already kind of had a connection at Dark Horse because I did a couple of issues of Dark Horse Presents. I did like a little thing in there. And we were going to do this thing. And so they asked me to draw up a cover and like a cut, like a, instead of doing a whole pitch, just drop a cover and maybe like a character design. And I remember Van had these, um, like these insane, like Kirby-esque, like Celestials, Eternals kind of, in my mind, at least, that's the kind of shit he was going for, his, his world, but set in kind of like a modern, like hacker's universe. I'm doing a terrible job explaining it. But anyways, uh, I don't even think it had a title at that time, but we pitched it. I drew the cover, we pitched it. Of course, it didn't go anywhere because I was attached to the pitch, which is I, I will murder a pitch. That's for damn sure. 
Uh, but then years Very later, bombed. but then years later, I was uh, at my library in Flagstaff. This is maybe five years later. And I'm just, you know, anything that looks cool, I'm pulling off the shelf, flipping through it. And this one, I could see it, it said J Jensen and Wood, Woods. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's Van Jensen. And it was called Cryptocracy, Crypt Cryptocracy, Cryptocracy. Oh, it was right the first time. Cryptocracy. And uh, it's that book. So the book that Dark Horse passed on me, of course, uh, they got fucking Pete Woods to draw it. So uh, that's my Pete Woods story. It wasn't that great, but uh, yeah, the few interactions yeah. I've had, the few interactions yeah. I've had with Pete on social media is a fantastic stand-up dude. Yeah, yeah, you got cucked by Pete Woods. I did, and it makes complete sense when you look at the. Yeah, and I think at the time when we started chatting he was one of the only guys i knew that worked digitally and i thought that was super intriguing and i remember sitting down with my uh the the plug-in like stylus tablet you know where you have to keep your eyes on the screen yeah like a bamboo tablet or yeah, something. draw on my lap but look at the screen yeah yeah and try to ink something yeah I was never able to do that. I could no, color. No, it's a nightmare. I could color that way a little, but drawing is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So, Pete made me think I could do it, or uh, it at least blew enough smoke up my ass that uh, I kept my cheeks full. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pete's one of those cool dudes too. That uh, his early stuff and his modern stuff are both equally good they're both really good like a lot of guys when they progress they go into territory that i don't like personally like i like the earlier sure. stuff you know but his, his new stuff his modern stuff is amazing oh it's great but if, if i pulled out one of those robin issues with like man bad in it or whatever that's fucking great too you know yeah um and i remember him i think doing a lot of art for like a wildstorm card set when i was a kid uh maybe some of the overpower stuff i pulled those out the other day kiddos check your google overpower was a uh a, a, a collectible card game from marvel and dc in the mid 90s and it was the worst but i bought the shit out of it cool you should be able to play that online. I don't know why you can't. There should be a free version of that you could play. I don't know. Like it's sort of like Pokemon, but but so much worse. Yeah. But it's got a lot of math. So I, I, I every once in a while I think, oh, I should bust them out and like uh yeah, we'll just have some fun math learning with the eight year old. But no, it's only watch the Simpsons. it's only a matter of time before uh, comic creators more popular than us start doing like a Twitch stream of them playing Overpower, and then they're gonna get like th hundreds of thousands of subscribers to their channel. Oh, that's that's what we should do. We should have on on our on our Tig Twitch. We should uh, make our make ourselves some. Uh, we'll mic them some, up. Some sidecars, you know, with. Uh, <laughs> mixed from uh locally sourced ingredients and we'll mm -hmm. sit down in Is our it, yeah, yeah in our cabbie hats and our suspenders and we'll play some overpower yeah 
for the people. Yeah, I'm into it. We don't have a Twitch channel though. We'll, we'll get producer Hank on it. He'll set us up with one. I'll make us up some decks. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, all right. Next on my list is another creator that we all know and love, and it's uh, Uncle Phil Hester. Uh, so Phil recommends me for gigs. I'm currently coloring a job right now that I found out uh, Phil recommended me for. Um, I might do some more work with another publisher that because of Phil recommended me for it. Uh, but mostly not just because he gets, not because he just tries to feed me work. Like you were mentioning, uh, Pete tried to proselytize you, prophesize mm-hmm. you, and uh, put you over. Uh, Phil does that. Phil's, but not just for me, for everybody Phil knows. He, he's like, oh, this guy's great for that. This guy's great for that. If anything, I'm, I'm personally jealous that Phil doesn't recommend me for everything because he's too busy recommending everyone else for everything else. Uh, but he's, he, he's not only is he cool, but he's like super honest. Like he'll look at something and he'll be like, he'll be like, Oh, I can see why you didn't get that job. You know, like right to your face. So oh, I could see why I wouldn't have hired you for that. Or, you know, you do this cool. Maybe you should focus on this. So he's super honest. Uh, like I said, he, 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 he made a dream of mine come true. Uh, I didn't draw and create an image book, but my name is on 12 floppies of an image comic and three trades of an image comic because of Phil. Um, you know, that's a dream come true that, that something I can never repay him for. Uh, and that's, you know, he brought me on that book. You know, he, he told Jeff Lemire, he told the editor, Will Dennis, this is the guy I want. They said, if that's the guy you want, that's the guy we got. So there was no debate. Um, so uh, shout out to Phil. Uh, he won't listen to this because there's too many swear words and too much alcohol. So, uh, but uh, people who listen to this uh, support Phil's work whenever you can, because he's, he's, he's one of the best. He, he, he talks about, uh, he'll also, he'll talk to any creator, big or small about page rates, what's fair, what's unfair. Um, he's a great uh, wealth of information. And uh, he has a wonderful original art collection that I'll never get to see in person. There we go. Oh, I heard something crack. That's okay. Nice. Oh, Voodoo Ranger. All right. So, uh, did, uh, so I, I know that Phil tried to get you on a book once, but oh, right. Uh, other than being on the show and just kind of knowing him peripherally, have you ever spent time hanging out with Phil? Just the one Phoenix Con. Uh, I think you and I had lunch with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I, I just kind of know him mostly like most fans know him is just through the interwebs. But uh, but when I think of comic books, just like generally comic books, like w- what is comic books? I think of Uncle Phil. I think I think Phil's the most comic book guy I think I've ever met. Yeah, he's he's so comic books, like he's talking about original art pages all the time, on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, dude, it, I, he he tweets about like dreams he had about different artists drawing books that never happened. It's like what a fucking nerd. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love right. some P Hill. That's right. We all do. All right. Uh, what's next on your list? Uh, 
uh, I want to give a shout out to a very special gentleman, uh, uh, one Pete Woods, who you are? really, or sorry, the other Pete, Tomasi, uh, who, who was super cool with me as a, a greenhorn in the Superman universe. Um, uh, yeah, just just very welcoming, uh, uh, very uh, just a, a sweet man uh, who also really sort of had my back. And uh, after a couple of stupid fill-in issues on he and Gleason's run, was like, you know, I'm I, I I'm gonna talk to editorial, and I want you guys, I want you to be the third guy on the artist rotation there yeah three there were three that's a different uh, show on that's... one goddamn book yeah yeah but if there weren't three you might not have been able to get into the rotation yeah, i still didn't but it was the thought that counted <laughs> so this is a book that didn't happen yeah but well, um yeah uh yeah cool dude i still have a relationship with him even though he's not a uh, he's not in the DC fold at the moment, uh, but he's doing some cool shit at Image right now, um, and uh, so that's exciting. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's always nice when dudes with uh, some juice uh, want to push you or want to uh, yeah uh, offer you up for work because they want to work with you. They assume you're a good dude. They want to work with you. They like the cut of your jib. That's a phrase. That is a thing that people have said. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to wrap up my list with uh, a dude that uh, I think everyone has a relationship with in some sort. And we all know. And that's uh, 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 Big Shannon E. Denton. Ah. Um, so Shannon introduces everyone. Shan to, dog. He introduces everyone to everyone. Shandy. Yeah. Summer Shandy. Oh, yeah. We'll call him Summer Shandy. When he's wearing his baseball cap, he's sh Summer Shandy. When he's cowboying it up, he's uh, Ranch Shandy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hidden I'll Valley. We'll call him Hidden Valley. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, he, uh, he's one of the few guys. Phil's another dude. Uh, one of the few guys that'll never... Uh, well, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone else. He's uh, never big-timed me. You know, and if he has to big time me, he'll straight up say, oh, I got to go talk to uh, and he'll name off a creator who is way above my pay grade. And he'll be like, but I'll be around later. Just text me, you know, whereas some other dudes will just like walk away in the middle of a conversation. If they see an editor or a bigger named artist or writer, they'll just walk straight away. Yeah, I, I appreciate the dudes who are straight up about it. Uh, layman straight up about it. Like at one point he told me, like, I'm going to stop talking to you because I'm going to go talk to you know, this dude at DC. And I was like, okay, cool, man. And he's like, I'll catch you later. And I appreciate that rather than the dude who just like blows you off or whatever. Uh, but Shannon, uh, outside of uh, like uh, Malvi, Shannon introduced me to most of the veteran pros that I know in the industry. Uh, Phil, mm -hmm. obviously uh, Andy Kuhn. Um, I mean, Andy's one of my best friends in comics. You know, I love Andy, Phil, and, you know, just like one day, this is back when Phoenix Con was still in Mesa it was winding up and uh, Shannon, uh, Phil and Andy were going to go to dinner and Shannon's like, come on, come with us. And I'd never met Phil or Andy. And we all had like 
Tex-Mex and shot the shit about like Kirby and you know that kind of it's just like a just just fun like uh just a great dude um and like I said introduces me to everybody he used to live in Phoenix but when I'm in California if I meet up with him who's ever he's whoever he's with like oh hey this is my friend he writes for like this tv show because he just he knows everybody he'll run into yeah I've I've never I've never walked more than 10 feet with that dude and not run into somebody that he's like, oh yeah, this guy writes on this show, or this guy's a storyboarder. We should get you into storyboarding, you know, you know that kind of shit. So, yeah, uh, yeah. he's like, uh, yeah, he he's like, I imagine Seth Rogen to be like, except with less pot, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a guy who knows everybody, and he's uh, he's that old school. He does that old school thing of always introducing whoever he's with with whoever. You know, so if I'm just walking by and I like wave at him because he's talking to like, let's say like a lean ween or somebody like that, I'll just wave at him as I'm walking by. He'll wave me over and he'll be like, oh, hey, uh, lean, this is my friend Ryan. Like he'll introduce me, that kind of shit. And that's very few guys do that because they're such a looking out for number one in comics. Unless you're already someone who doesn't have to look out for your own career. But for a lot of us, it's kind of a shark infested waters. But he's the one guy who's like, yeah, oh, he, he remembers everything. Yeah. Like everything. I was at, uh, where the fuck were we? Um, in Tucson. I don't remember. 16, 17, something. Um, I guess it was 16. Um, yeah. And he came over and um, he's like, I, yeah, I was in, um, I was in the DC offices the other week. And, I saw some some art for one of their Vertigo books lying around. He's like, I recognize that. And like he he recognized my stuff on this Vertigo book that he didn't know what I was doing and my name was nowhere on it. It's just like, oh yeah. So, yeah, man. Hidden Ranch. Shout out. Ops. Yeah. What was the other name that I gave him that was better? Summer Shandy. Summer Shandy. It's a fucking good one. Oh, by the way, Summer Shandy's in-laws live like 20 minutes from where my parents live. So we've yet to connect over a oh, winter. Wow. What, what, yet to connect over a winter holiday, but it's it's on the books. It's yeah. inevitable. Yeah. Uh, that's it for my list. Do you have anything else? Anybody else? No. All right. But it is fun to have friends in comics that are like better than you not you but i i'm speaking for myself sure better, better no. than me no one's better than you you're my favorite no, well, everybody's better than me no. i mean that's I, what you want to be on any project you want to be like the weakest link yeah I just i just want to work with people that i know are better yeah i was gonna say you're my favorite artist that i know personally but I do know Corey Walker personally. So you're like my second favorite artist that I know personally. Think a little hard, girl. But I'm you sure re- I'll fall a little further. But you return my emails and texts. So that puts you in a sometimes rarefied air. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's good. I think it's good to show appreciation. Like that's something I I think that's something I picked up from Shannon is he always goes out of his way if there's a like an old veteran of comics around, he'll go out of his way to say hi to and try to be like, hey, everyone should go say hi to this guy. You know, he created 
you know, Metamorpho or, you know, whoever, you know. Darkhawk. Like, yeah. Oh, Mike Manley. Darkhawk. Yeah. Darkhawk's making a comeback, baby. Yeah. I've yeah. seen this. New Dark Everything Hawk. old is new again. That's right. New Darkhawk. That's not, doesn't that sound like an Imperial stout of like someone already had, yeah, someone had like an already popular Imperial stout. Whenever I hear Nighthawk, I think, or Darkhawk, I think Nighthawk. And then I think Step Brothers. Well, Nighthawk is in Squadron Supreme, which is having a Yeah, I mean, who the fuck knows who Nighthawk is? No, he's a Batman ripoff, but aren't they all? You have to call me Dragon. You have to call me Nighthawk. Yeah, and then I think of Dark Hawk. Uh, speaking of bunk beds, I was so whenever <laughs> whenever I see Marvel's Dark Hawk, I think of Will Ferrell rubbing his balls on a drum set. Uh, just uh, just last week, I was thinking about uh, so Step Brothers makes me think of bunk beds, and it reminds yeah. it reminds me of when if if anyone is old enough to have grown up with bunk beds, you're two. They were just two beds held together by a pe- by four pegs. Yes. Yeah. My eight year old has bunk beds. Yeah. yeah. I remember every time we moved when I was a kid, we would just lift the top bunk off and it would just be a half an, an inch yeah. long dowel. Yeah. Four of those was all that stopped my bed that I did horrible things in the top bunk in from slipping off. And I'm like, who thought this was safe? Like, at what point was this safe? <laughs> it works. Yeah. You don't ever hear about them collapsing in on each other. No. So it <laughs> no. must work. No. Well, I don't know. Maybe big bunk bed is keeping a lid on accidents. Yeah, they're paying off all those families. There's there's families all over the world whose children have been squished. Right. Yeah, and they're just no. We can't let this innovative men in black overall show up and yeah, erase everybody's memory. Yeah. The, the, the uh, ability to stack two small children in one bedroom is too important to just let a few accidents fuck it up. It's like, we'll tell them, we'll tell them the truth about aliens before we'll tell them the truth about yeah. bunk beds. Yeah. Those, uh, those bunk bed lobbyists swing a big stick. Actually, it's four really small sticks <laughs> that they <laughs> connect other things to. All right, so shout out to everyone on our list. Uh, shout out to retailers. Shout out to uh, props to bunk beds, veteran creators. Shout out to bunk beds. Shout out to uh, the modified sidecar. Again, every sidecar recipe I pulled up was nothing like what you told me. I don't know where it came from. I read it at some point and I did it, and then I, I must have changed it for something, and it just kept changing every time I did. But I don't see why I would ever need anything other than fresh squeezed citrus, some homemade simple syrup, which, by the way, it's called simple syrup. Spoiler alert, just melt some sugar in some water. Simple syrup, homemade citrus, a couple shots. citrus. Yeah, well, it takes a while because you got to grow it. Right. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you got to squeeze it. I don't have a citrus squeezer, so I had to use these these mittens. Yeah. Uh, and then some of the cheapest brandy known to man. I actually thought, like, I don't want to buy a bottle of brandy, so let me get the dollar shots at Fry's. They were, you know, I was going to get four because I'm going to make some sangria later later this weekend. Oh, you, oh okay. That's and uh, so I was, no, I was going to get four oh. of them. And then I went to the liquor aisle and an entire bottle of E&J was $6. Oh, so you got yourself a fifth. Good. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to make some uh, some rosé sangria this weekend with some brandy is what they recommend. Uh, You're a fine girl. Brandy, it's a what fine a good drink, drink you, you would be. be a uh, I loved it, if you can't tell. I loved it to death. I don't like whiskey sours, but I love the really? shit out of this. Yeah. Hmm. I love the shit out of that, dude. So uh, whatever it's called. The side, yeah. the side Scotty. I love it. Yeah, it's just it. it yeah, brandy's just hard wine. Weak, weak, but it's not weak bourbon. It's just hard wine. It is. Yeah, it's grapes. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what brandy is? Is super yeah. alcoholic wine? Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, you could do different different things. I mean, there's like apple brandy and peach brandy. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That's for cowards and children. Yeah, but no. So yeah, that brandy traditionally is, uh, or not like like bourbons and whiskeys. Cognac is brandy, but not all brandies cognacs. Right, that, that is the origin. Yeah, so they came from. So like prison toilet wine oh. is prison toilet wine is probably closer to brandy than it is to wine. Uh yeah, I, yeah. We gotta get a we gotta get an incarcerated. We gotta do that. We gotta get an incarcerated on here to talk about this. Oh, we so, could just get arrested. And uh, well, next time I'm in Charlotte, I'm sure there's, there's a warrant out. Research. Yeah, I'm sure the there's show. a warrant out for one of the both of us in Charlotte, Mecklenburg hey, County. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> the, I, best, the best part of that trip was I took a photo of you and I posted it to the Tick Show Instagram, and you looked like you were dying. And I showed you the photo later and you were like, I was having so much fun. I, I haven't listened to the episode. I don't hear good things, but uh, yeah, it was great. Just great. Yeah. Shout out to Mecklenburg County detectives. Uh, lose my number. All right, man. Uh, thanks I dare for the, you. Yeah. So is it the side Scotty or the Scotty car? What I'm going to call it the Scotty car. What I made no, it's just, no, that's weak. Well, I got to think of something. Side yeah. piece. My side piece over there was <laughs> the great. Piece. Yeah, the side piece. Uh, I loved it. I recommend it. Get some brandy, get some citrus, get some sugar. Knock yourself out. Yeah, double it up, bro. Yeah. I didn't have any cherries to put in it, but I assume oh. that would have been delicious. It's so good. But yeah. It's like hit a, uh, yeah, it's like a banana split Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Hit me back. They're, on the they're super sweet, but I have a yeah. crazy sweet tooth. Yeah, wait till this weekend when I throw some brandy and some sing or some rose with some fruits. It's gonna be on like Donkey Kong. All right, man. Uh, until next week, Scott, send us packing. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess everybody be good to each other. I should write down something for the end of the show. I That's, should have like a new thing. It's literally the one thing you have to do. I'll I'll, uh, I'll workshop something. Yeah. All right, man. Go pour yourself another quadruple. Totally. Get yourself some brandy, y'all. Yeah, she's a fine girl. <laughs>